1: Three, two, one. Let's go. What's hot in the strip clubs? Your hosts, the 2016 and 2017 recipients of the Exotic Dancer Publications DJ of the Year Award, Danny Myers and Alan Fong.
2: Hey, welcome to Rockin' Pod Recap of What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. Danny Myers, Alan Fong, how are you today, sir?
0: Good, man. Always, always excited to revisit our rock and Pod experience down in Nashville, Tennessee. Great podcast convention.
2: Yeah, so what we did, we had the opportunity to we got invited to go down there, and it's where podcasters meet rock people and uh, all different kinds of people involved with the rock industry. And uh, we actually uh, got nine interviews out of that. Today we're going to play our eighth one. So if you've missed any of them, they are all at whatshotitsc.com. We've, uh, re- uh, we've already played the one with Eric Martin of Mr. Big, Steve Blaze of Lillian Axe, Craig Gass, funny as hell comedian. Matt Dice from All That Remains in CKY. Uh, incredible comedian Courtney Cronin-Dold has been on. River Ghost, a local band out of Nashville, has been on. Just released Samantha Newark, who was the voice of Jem, of Jem and the Holograms. Today, we're going to have Tyson Leslie. And uh, I'm going to tell you my memories of Tyson meeting Tyson Leslie. The night before Rockin' Pod, we went to a, a concert called Rare Hair, and it was a lot of these artists, and they all got up. It was like a big jam session. And I know the one thing that really stood out to me was this guy who was playing bass guitar, and his name's Tyson Leslie. And he was just, he's an incredible, just a lot of energy this guy has. Not only is he a damn good bass guitarist. But the energy that he brought and added to the show, he's a Vietnamese, I, I say kid, because he looks like a kid. I think he says tells us he's in his 40s. And then we get to, he shows up at Rockin' Pod the next day. He wasn't one of our scheduled interviews, But you went over and talked to him because we were both like floored by him. And and we said, we got an extra few minutes. Can you come over? And he said, sure. Then we get to learn his story. Then we get to learn that bass isn't even his main (laughs) instrument. But my God, to see him play was just unbelievable. He's also a drummer. He is also a keyboard player. And keyboard is his number one instrument. I didn't get to see him play keyboard at Rare Hair, because where the keyboard was, I was against the left wall, and he was against the left wall on the stage, so I never really got to see the keyboard player. So, But uh, it was just a a great time getting a chance to meet this guy, and what a story he has and the people he's played with. What do you remember about it? Yeah,
0: well, yeah, he played multiple instruments on stage that night. He jumped on guitar, he jumped on drums for a bit. Uh, super talented cat, and as you'll hear in this upcoming interview, just a really fascinating story about how he, how he came to America, how his career started, and how he ended up in Nashville. So, great kid, I say kid. He's not that young. He's also the keyboard touring keyboardist for Vixen, the '80s rock band of all female band members, and he's the the band the male band member that uh, now is on stage. They used to always have a keyboard player who was male, but they kept him off stage. It would just be the four women on stage. But now uh, Tyson is on stage with them. He just uh did a tour with him we'll get into that later as well
2: so here we go we're going to take you back rockin pod 2023 nashville tennessee back in march this is our conversation with tyson leslie we are here, Rockin' Pod, 2023, Nashville, Tennessee. Danny Myers along with Lon Fong and the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. I love that this exists. Network. I'm so yes. excited. So you've we been got- to a strip club or two in your day?
3: Uh, Introduce well, you first. No, I, I, oh, I'm
2: sorry. Tyson Leslie, ladies and gentlemen,
3: from oh, hi. Dixon, the band. Sorry, right, I just started talking for no reason.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. So, have you been to a strip club in your life?
3: Uh, a few times. A few times. i I, 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 I I've dated a few of them and I I worked at one in Kansas City hey, a long long time he's an ago. Guy. Yeah. yeah, I I it was one of my it's one of those things though. I, I don't know how much I can or can't say on here but like you can say anything. It's you know when you're in your 20s and you have this new job working around naked people all the time and you're Beautiful extremely excited at first. And then after a while you're like desensitized to yeah. everything. You're like, why does my penis not work anymore? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, because you see penises and, and all that every day. Yeah. And and not to mention like you know, some in the in the one that I was at they had the porno booth up the, you're renting movies out to oh, like oh. you know, creepy old dudes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and uh, you know, mopping up the rooms ah, that yeah, oh. good times yeah so uh that's kind of how you have to start out in that club and then um <laughs> and then eventually you get to move up to the part where you basically sit at a soda fountain and fill up drinks for the waitresses ah, so and that's like so you oh, okay, move okay, yourself okay, yeah, up yeah. you're like okay cool um, because in Kansas City, the way it worked, I don't know if that's that way anymore. This was many, many years ago. Sure. If it was full nude, then no they couldn't serve alcohol, and then a lot of states. Right. Yeah. So and then the other way, it was like Topless if they had with alcohol, the they had the, the pasties and yeah. the whatever. And so um, so I was on the Missouri side, and it was the full nude business and whatever. And I remember the very, like the my third or fourth day there, I'm like watching. Four completely naked women decorating a Christmas tree. I was like, "This is <laughs> the coolest thing ever." I don't know yeah. what's happening, uh, and I had no chance with any of them because I was just terrified of women at the time. And I was just I don't know. so uh, so so the closest I ever got to any action was putting uh, um, like lotion on one of the girls' backs before she did like one of those like private show things. I was like, "Okay, well." This is about as close as I'm probably gonna get. So be,
2: be glad because when you get a little bit further, the next step is: will you check Chlamydia? and see if you can see it's my, my tampon yeah, Oh, well, my staying, yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So we saw you play last night. Further, you are a multi-talented, multi-instrument talented guy. We saw you play bass. We saw you play guitar, <laughs> keyboards. I imagine you can drum. You were singing great yeah. backups. You're a talented motherfucker.
3: Well, thanks, man. Yeah, how did you get? Yeah, I actually uh, had to give away my drum song and my vocal songs because I woke up with no voice, and I was Uh, like, I better. Let us know. I was singing War Pigs, and then I was going to sing the last song, uh, which is a song called "If I Were a a Killer" by a band called Galactic Cowboys. Yes. And um, I was like, man, there's no way I'm going to be able to sing this today. So I called up my buddy John. I was like, hey, can you pull these songs today? He's like, yeah, and he's great. He did great. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he
0: killed it. He killed it for sure. Uh, so how did
3: you end up in
0: Vixen? Because originally that was an all-girl band. Right? Yeah, and, Vixen, and you're
3: not a girl, to be clear. Nah, uh, everyone, truth. this is I, not a girl. I, I have a little boy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Vixen has always been an all-female band, but they have always had a male keyboard player for some reason that has uh, a little escapes me. And back in the old days, in the '80s, they. The keyboard player was not on off stage, stage. so it. he was either behind you know i don't know or like in a glass tube who knows i don't know but um Under fortunately stage. these days that i get to play on stage yeah. i i'm just kind of off to the side i'm like paying no attention to the asian right. guy in the corner <laughs> um so that's kind of my role but it's still it's a it's a really great band to work with and and it's you know it's fun to work with a bunch of women that used to hang on my wall when i was a kid right. and talented stuff. So and that's beautiful pretty ladies awesome. yeah talented
2: beautiful ladies yeah yeah, they played. Um, they they actually were the host band in Vegas for one of our exotic dancer publications. I don't know if you were. <laughs> that
3: would have been yeah, way before me. I would That would have been,
2: uh, like 2014. Okay, 15, so that yeah, way I joined in you. 17. Okay, okay, but yeah, unbelievable band, and you know that was just an, an unbelievable. But yeah, last night I'm watching you. It's so the first of all, I'm saying bass man. This dude is a hell of a bass player. You oh, know, well, thanks. And it's like man. I, yeah, I we're to playing Mr.
3: Big, f- big, so you know after you, you got to really play some it, stuff.
2: Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you're the next thing I saw. Oh, now he's on this. Oh, he's on a six string here yeah. today. You know, <laughs> right. then you do a keyboard, you're singing, and, and everything. What what would you say is your main instrument? Uh,
3: piano is when I started for sure. <laughs> okay. uh, I started you know playing classical music oh, when I was little, and then uh, I won a, a, a talent contest in Greeley, Colorado, when I was where I was living at the time. And uh, with that hundred dollars I got from that contest, I bought my first electric guitar at a pawn shop and taught myself how to play guitar. And then uh, inevitably, like later on in my life, uh, like I was in a band in Kansas City where I was living there at the time, and our, our, our bass player quit. And so and I moved from keys to bass and I played bass for a little while in that band. And, and so it's that kind of evolution. And then when I was working in piano bars, like I've worked in dueling piano bars awesome. a lot. So I do I started Howl at the Moon there in Kansas oh, City. Yeah. and. Uh, all those you have to f- play every instrument. So I, that you wow. know, so you're playing drums five nights a week, and you get better at it because you know you, you don't have really to. have a choice. <laughs> yeah, and I've always been a big n- like a drum nerd. Like I love okay. like really complex drummers, guys like Vinny Caliuta and uh, you know, and obviously like Neil Peart and those kind of yep. you know the nerdy stuff. And that that I, I've always really honed in on the co- like complex musicians so and stuff yeah, like course, that. That's that's kind of my thing. Uh, I mean, I like it all, but yeah, the,
0: well, your classical background. That, and you guys are very technical. You know, now, I'm half Chinese.
3: What, what Vietnamese are, for were me? You were yeah. born and raised here. Or were you I was ra- born in Vietnam. Okay. Uh, in '74, and then in '75, uh, there were uh, a, there was a, basically this uh, rescue mission called Operation Baby Lift, where they yes. took all the o- orphan kids from over there and brought them over to the states in uh, a handful of, of, of large planes 747s or whatever yeah, they were yeah, yeah. like the old pan am days and stuff and one the west coast east coast and the midwest i ended up in the midwest wow and uh was adopted by a caucasian family in okay. in greeley colorado at the time right and, and then we moved to kansas city because my dad got a job and i spent most of my years musically coming up in wow. kansas city and then once i kind of did everything i ever wanted to do there and played with all my heroes and did all the stuff i I, got it. I was burned out, I didn't know what to, okay. where to go, and so a friend of mine here in Nashville, uh, who I hadn't seen in years, and just called me out of the blue, he had a project he thought I would work for, he knew me as a bass player, it was a country project, He, but it just didn't, it wasn't, you know, it was a hundred bucks a gig, and oh, oh, I was 40 years old, I'm like, dude, I can't afford to go out and do that right, anymore, right, right. like, I'm not, I can't do it, what else you got? And he was like, well, what do you want to do? I want to be doing what he plays for Jason Aldean, He's a okay. drummer. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, well, I want to be doing what you are, you're doing before I get too old and age out of all this, you know.
2: Hey, we're going to be uh, right back with Tyson Leslie. We're going to find out why he moved to Nashville and why that was so important for his career. And we'll have that second half of this interview coming up next.
3: This is Tyson Leslie from the band Vixen. And you're listening to the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network.
1: Go to PantheonPodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
2: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
1: And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month, so just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
0: We are back with Tyson Leslie as he tells us about how he moved to Nashville.
3: So, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to be doing what you were, you're doing before I get too old and age out of all this, right. you know. And he's like, well, if you want to do all that stuff, you need to be present to win. You need to move here sure. to Nashville where you can go take a meeting or go to a, a, a lunch with somebody or go to an audition or whatever it is right. without right. having to be like, hold on, let me book a flight. You know, so right. essentially... Uh, I moved here in, in June or J- July of 2015, okay. and then two months later I was jumping on a tour bus playing country music with Tracy Lawrence. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I'd never heard him in my life at that point, because <laughs> when Tracy was popular, I was listening to Alice in Chains and sure. Tool and stuff like that, so I, I didn't know any of his stuff. So I had to, I'm sitting in an apartment just cramming for, you know, I had about uh, a week and a half to learn 38 songs, wow. and it just cramming, cramming, learning, learning as much as I can really quickly. And then I realized that, you know, we, we went out, I played with him for about a month and a half and realized I suck at country music. <laughs> and we said we were both just like mutually like it's cool.
0: Plus the Asian guy on stage got to look a little different.
3: Well, you know, I <laughs> did, I did look, on? I mean, I'm playing country music and I'm wearing a Steel Panther shirt and shit, you know, I'm like oh. not even fitting in it at all. But I mean, he didn't care. He yeah. didn't care what we look like at that Probably point. You know, yeah, he's just like, please don't suck and you know yeah, show yeah, up. Yeah. But um, and I, he was great, and his camp is great. The players are fantastic, ton, and yeah. you know, we parted amicably. It just, it just didn't. You know, Vixen's a much better fit. Yeah. That's what I grew up on, listening to and playing.
0: So you know, first of all, he, you look like you're twenty 25, 30 years old. <laughs> That's the Asian genes, my brother. Yes. you know what I mean. Uh,
3: I, I act that way as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. On stage. <laughs> you're a great, great showman too. And again, learning that many songs. Speaks to your musicianship, your level of musicianship is ridiculous. Oh, thanks. For real, man. And watching you play last time, we, we kept calling you. Honestly, you were one of the standout performers. Oh, thanks. But no, without I, a I doubt. Think everyone talking, too, was like, man, this kid is all over the place. Right. We all thought you're much younger, so calling you a right, kid. Right, right, Sorry. <laughs> but we all figured you're like 25, 30 years yeah, old. Yeah, I'm 48, man. That's crazy, man. Wow. <laughs> have you been back to Vietnam or do you have an interest in Not yet.
3: You know, I, I never cared about that until the morning show DJ in Kansas City, uh, one of them anyway. Um, he went on. A, he always does this exotic trip every year around Christmas time, and he went there, and he, he brought all these pictures back, and I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of curious cool. to go. That's pretty awesome. I, yeah. I like. I want to check it out, but I just haven't been able to afford the time or the uh, the money to right. do it. I, yet, yeah, you know? I want.
0: I've never. I still have family in China, and I really want to go. And I, that interest only came into my life in the last five to ten years. Kind yeah. Of too. I'm 53. Um, you know. It's interesting as an Asian guy, and you kind of have a southern drawl now, which is kind of cool. Right.
2: So, Only when I, he talks about country bands did you notice yeah, that. I did notice that. <laughs> it when you started goes, talking country, goes. yeah, the country bands, you. It's you weird. Into that. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Like sometimes I, I don't,
3: I don't even realize I'm doing it. It's just, yeah, it yeah, just happens there.
0: You're a contradiction, and I love it. Because <laughs> Asian guy with long hair. And you know, right. he has kind of a drawl and right. <laughs> playing the countryman. Wearing and metal a headbanger's band. ball yeah,
3: t-shirt, it's Just like, what the hell's the matter with this guy?
0: We're we're like walking UNs. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so any uh, any now that you've kind of lived out your dreams and you jam with all sorts of your your people you look up to or yeah. are fans of, any uh, thoughts to go back to being an artist and creating your own stuff? Or well, stuff? I still do that from okay. time to
3: time. Um, one of the I mean, uh, this is a subject came up last night actually with some other guys, uh, actually the Bill of Coin guys that are over there, uh-huh. whatever. It's like I. The, the biggest issue that I have right now with music uh, is what do you do with it now? Because right. it's so everywhere all the time, in your phone, in your pocket, whatever. Right. And so I produced a, a country record for a guy. Uh, uh, she, I think it was about three years ago now. And it's a really, really good record. Really good. Yeah. And I had no idea what to do with it. Like, it came out. I'm like, what do I do with it now? Right. Because... I don't. I'm not tied in to radio guys or some of these things that can. And I don't have the budgets like a, a label would have sure. to really put the promotional, you know, spin behind Bush, all of yeah. it that it needs to happen. So it just kind of came out and then went dead in the waters, you know, shortly yeah. after that. Except for his fans, which he's got. I mean, he lives in Florida now. Okay. So I don't, you know. And then I put a song out last year. It was the last thing I put out. Was on New Year's Day of last year. And it was me uh, playing keys and rhythm guitar, and then uh, Roxy from Vixen played drums on okay. it. Uh, Billy Sheehan from Mr. Big played bass on it. And then uh, uh, Todd LaTorre from Queensryche, the current singer yeah. from Queensryche, and I co-wrote it. And So wow. he sang lead on it, and he wrote the, the melody. What a lineup. Yeah, and then we had J- J- a guy named Jimmy Bell who plays for Autograph. Oh, Currently, yeah. he played all the guitars on it, uh, uh, like the guitar leads and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And It's absolutely fantastic. And it came out really good. Yeah. And it's the biggest song I've ever had as far as my own personal releases yeah. and stuff. And I got my ASCAP check in the mail <laughs> yeah. like about a month ago from last year's statement. Yeah. yeah. And I made uh, $36 oh. on it. Oh. Well, what's the name of the song? For Is an entire it on year. It's on Spotify um, under Tyson Leslie um and it's called Burning Time.
0: Well, we got to go go A yeah. everybody go stream it. Yeah, it's I'm fun, go stream man. It. It's, go check I it wrote out.
3: it actually for Vixen because they were wanting something upbeat and yeah. whatever to open they wanted a new show opener song. And they passed on it cuz they thought it was too heavy, but in my head I had it like there's only one way to rock. That was the yeah. kind of vibe that I Very was going for. Like but then I couldn't get it out of my head, so I couldn't write a melody Except for that. That's what I right. kept coming up with. Right, right. So I was, that's what I hit up Todd. I was like, hey, can you come up with something that's not friggin' Sammy Hagar? Because I cannot. And so he came up with something, and it was fantastic. Awesome. But then it became heavier because, of, as a result. And he kind of rearranged some things sure. and sang over um, a different part. And I was Got like, it. this is so much better. And that's the best thing about working with other people is like, they're gonna come up with stuff you'll never ever think for of sure. and then it becomes better as yeah. a result and that, and it did
0: absolutely that's awesome that's what I love about collaboration whether it's podcasts or music that's, yeah. that's the best thing of it right? for sure well hey man well, uh, what are your socials what, what do you want to uh, man
3: I'm pretty easy to find um, my, my name is Tyson Leslie T-Y-S-O-N-L-E-S-L-I-E so, take chicken and Leslie like the speaker, and you'll remember. And my name's weird enough that if you Google it, it's I. You can find it all. Like awesome. so, like you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all that stuff is literally just my first and last name. It's good. And you need a hired
0: easy. gun, man. Sounds like uh, he's the guy to talk to. Yeah, man. <laughs> I,
3: I love doing it. I I do a lot of recording at home. I recorded on the last Fast Pussycat single. Uh, recorded on the last LA Guns or not LA Guns. Uh, Enough's enough. Uh, record. Okay. And then the reason I said LA Guns is because I'm going. I'm in the middle of working on some stuff for them on some stuff that they're well, coming awesome. up with. So yeah. yeah.
2: I look forward to hearing all of it, man. Thanks for coming on. Real, show. Yeah. Thanks Real for quick having quick question. Me. I got a yeah, sure. quick question. Let me get a word in here. <laughs> no, you had mentioned Steel Panther yeah. earlier, right? And yeah. you know they did have a bass player change. Just, right. just for the record. And what, I what, actually,
3: you I, I was in the running on that deal. Where are oh. you really? And oh. the you know we'd been talking and those guys are friends. I love those guys. Great guys. Yeah. guys. Um, and, but you know, Joe, who got the gig, I mean, that dude's been subbing for him for 20 years. Oh. He's been working with them forever. Like yeah. that's, a, that's the choice that they No-brainer. should have made. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when they said, Hey, Joe's coming out with us this summer. I was like, well, He's gonna have that job.
2: i want to tell you, and he re- deserves it. Yeah, job. to replace Lexi Fox, Travis. Uh, you know, yeah, just, I love you know, Travis. He's a oh, sweetheart. Oh yeah, yeah. Great I've uh, I've uh, met him a couple of times. Super guy, and uh, you know, he's just been always. When he left the band, and then he got back, and then he left again. I think yeah. he said, "What was it, sex rehab?" He said. Yeah, he yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. So, but I just I could see you up there with them. Oh with yeah, your energy, yeah. Man. I did
3: a photo shoot and I did a video shoot and everything to send to him and everything. You know, like, and essentially. I don't, I, I, I can't really. I know that I placed pretty high, let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah. You know, and we we, we were talking quite a bit there uh, last summer, I guess it was last summer. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I kind of figured out that at, the, at one point, I'm like, okay, if, if they're not calling me back on this, uh, then it's not happening because these shows start like in a, a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, right. And yeah. then he called me when I got back from a trip and he's like, yeah, we're going to go with Joe. I was like, dude, that's totally fine. Like, I get it. And, I still love you guys, and they—they always, you know, they have always extended an invitation that if they're home or they're playing where Good I'm time. at, yeah. bring your keyboard and come out and play. So you know what? Hell but yeah. the problem is, every time they play here, I'm on the road yeah. every single time. <laughs> yeah, so love the show.
2: Love
3: oh them. yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. I have no doubts.
2: Tyson, thank you so much for coming hey, on. What's up? Thank you guys for clubs. having me.
3: Thanks, yeah, man.
2: Strip clothes. Yay. There you go. <laughs> Industry legend. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks, y'all. Re-listening to that story, Alon. Just listening to that interview. Man, what a talented cat he is. And his story is just so phenomenal. I am, uh, first of all, I, I'm glad that you went over and introduced yourself to him and, and brought him over onto the show because I kind of thought he was more of a behind-the-scenes sort of person, and he is, but he's got, he got he's so talented at so many things, um, and I know he's constantly posting on social media and stuff. What have you been seeing about him?
0: Yeah, so I, like we said, I had to go pay my respects to him because anyone who plays that many instruments with a, a jam band of, of loosely put-together All-Stars Mad talent and he was clearly directing everything. The reason is is he is the leader of Rare Hair, which is a cover band based on rotating rock stars uh that they book gigs in and around Nashville and they do corporate gigs and other stuff. Uh everyone from like bands like Winger and and Great White and Vixen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So very cool there. They just played, uh, he's been touring with Vixen. They just played the monsters of rock cruise, and then they just did the M3 Festival in Baltimore. I believe he's doing something in Singapore right now. From what I saw. Not, wow. not really clear what it was. He might just be visiting family who lived there. I'm not sure. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, I think it's really cool that he's, you know, he's touring with Vixen, and like you said, and like he said, Vixen is normally an all female band, but they've always had a male keyboard player, and I, that's another one of my curiosities. I got to see Vixen, I think in 2014. I I believe I brought that up in the in the interview, yep. and uh, yep, they did not have a male keyboard player. If they did, it was off stage, as we were saying. So. But great times, great times. So, we have one more interview coming your way from Rock and Pod Recap, and it'll be one week away. Metal Dave Glessner. Uh, he's a journalist. He has covered so many interesting bands, Van Halen, a lot of them. And you're going to get his story coming up next week. And that's going to wrap up our Rock and Pod Recap series.
0: Yeah, if you're a rock historian and just love. Uh, information about bands and legendary artists. He's got some great stories. And you'll definitely want to check out his blog and website and everything. It's super cool stuff.
2: And he has a podcast as well. So we'll give you all that information next week. But for right now, all of the What's Hot on the Strip Club's podcasts, including the Panda Top 20, Bubbling Under, Off the Charts, Classic Remixes, Flashback Friday, Strip Club Music Hall of Fame, Behind the Curtain Rockin' Pod Recap, can all be found at whatshotitsc.com.